It's happening. Okay. It's happening. Bitch, clink me. Good. Very good. Mm, not bad. Too much of it. Too much of it these not last bad. seven days. Hello. Hello and welcome to Science Under the Influence. We are your intrepidly intoxicated hosts. My name is Henry and I'm joined as always by... Mitch. By Mitch. Every time you just sound like you've like just woken up or something. It's like, what? Oh, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just tuned in. Yeah. I don't listen to the preamble. <laughs> and we are doing a special bonus episode of this show on Zoom. Because things are weird right now, aren't they, Mitch? Yep. Things are so odd right now. The world's been like stopped by a global pandemic or something. And yep. the thing is, the, the episode before this one, I joked a lot about the fact that we might not have to, rec- we might not be able to record the next one live and in person because COVID might get us all. And it's, it's, it's kind of happened. But so it's your fault, is what you're saying. You were the one yeah, who attempted. I suck. Your wife. This is my fault. Yes. I've had a toddler in the house for a week. That's it. It was your fault. It's my right. fault. Yeah. yeah. I do know where you live. That was brave. <laughs> yes, Henry's fault. So Henry declared that there was going to be a pandemic, and here we are. And so, yeah, yeah. Mystic Meg, in the woman's day from times gone by, he's decided that this is what's happening. And lo, lo and behold, now I can't go and play on the swings anymore. That's it. And so. Like everything else, this podcast is happening over Zoom. We are Correct. having a quick bonus episode right before we start recording these just privately with our, with our guests each time and, re- and releasing them. And you may notice that we are guestless this time. Of course, we have plenty of wonderful live audience members here in the Zoom call with us who are all currently We do. Mute. We do. Look at this. They're, they're all waiting. Yeah, they're this all waiting. Amazing. Love them all. I feel like this is the podcasting of the future. That's it. I wonder if anybody yeah. else does this. I bet no one else does this. I bet, I bet nobody the, I bet Nobody's nobody thought of this. To come yeah. up with this idea. That's uh, true. But after... Uh, after don't this, tell anyone, everyone. They're, shh, shh. Don't tell anyone. Shh. Don't, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell uh, but yeah, this, this episode is a bonus episode. Uh, it's going to be a bit more intimate. Mitch and I are just going to have a nice conversation with each other, which might be the first time this has happened, just you and me. And I want to say a nice conversation. Yeah, just you and me. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> we usually have an audience with us, or at least one other person. Uh, and we're going to go through a small stripped back version of, this, uh, of the way this game show usually works. And we're going to change things up a little bit as well to make it that it suits two people and two people in its end. So we definitely want to acknowledge what's happening right now around the world with COVID. We want to encourage everyone to please stay home, please stay safe, we'll get mm-hmm. through this all together. And I think we've got a show where we don't discuss any further other than that. I bring it up a little bit. A little bit? Okay. I'm, well, like, yeah, I'm bad at following simple instructions. No, that's okay. So it, it's, in a, it's, in a, you know, it's in a funny, it's not like... That's a, okay. Mm, well, yeah, we're yeah. all good. Uh, we all it's terrible out there for people. That's so, it. That's it. Stay safe. Stay home. That's everything it. else. Hope stay everyone's safe, coping well. I think yeah. we should get started. And as always, we shall get started. Are you? Are you okay, man? No. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, it's just it every time. straight away. We're like, that's fine. All right, let's go. We're a second into the show, but just corpse for no reason. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> we're going to start as we always do with just the headlines and. Regularly, the way this game is played, the the two of us and a guest, we prepared three headlines each, which are either completely word-for-word accurate or entirely untrue. 
and the other two have to guess if the headline is true or false. We have extended that to five headlines this time because it's just Mitch and myself, but the rest of the game still works the way it does. Every time the person guesses incorrectly, they know. <laughs> no deal. No deal, Howie. Um, let me rephrase that, sorry. Our rules are very stupidly logistically complicated. Every time the person whose headline it is, is foiled, i.e. if I give a headline and Mitch guesses it correctly, then I lose a point and I must take a shot. <laughs> so essentially we have up to five shots up for grabs now in the first, I want to say, 20 minutes of the game. How would Mitch sign dickhead? It's about right. Dickhead? It's about right. Huh? Oh, okay. Oh, I was wondering how no. you'd sign dickhead, but would you like to call it yourself? Oh, everyone knows like, that one. That's fine. That's easy. <laughs> for those of you playing at home, I've just been doing the uh, sign language interpretation on Zoom for what Henry's been saying. All Not I to be see, helpful. All I can see is Mitch's face. Uh, that, that's the option. That's the option I've sadly put myself onto right now. So all I did was just watch him react to me. Um, just that, that old nonverbal communication. <laughs> I'm ruining it for you. I'm just sorry. the Are you going first or am I going first? I love like, the fact that in the in the, the instructions for this show that you've sent out, helpfully, thank you for doing those, Henry, is you've said to go clockwise. <laughs> so we're going clockwise. <laughs> so I guess it's you. <laughs> I don't see anybody else here. I mean uh, Mitch, would you like to kick us off? Sure. <laughs> STEM students learn as well online as in virtual classrooms. That is like not true though, right? Like there is, oh, oh, it's just one of those things where it's like they, due to one obscure like graph or due to one specific factor, we can, we can confirm hundred percent that they learn better. Look, I'm going to say yes. This is a true headline. Mitch, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Great. Yeah. Do you want to tell me Over more? 300 Russian students, they, uh, they did a study and then um, figured out that, yeah, they had three groups, I think three treatment groups. One was totally online and another one was like a blended learning model and then another one was all in person. Um, and it didn't make that much of a difference to their academic outcomes, but the students hated doing everything online. So, yeah, there you that go. sounds about right. Lovely. Yeah. Take a shot. Why? Oh, did you guess I it? guessed your thing correctly, Mitch. Yeah, I know how the show works, Henry. <laughs> this is yeah. technically episode seven. Um, <laughs> Just right. putting that out there. <laughs> Ready for mine? Mm. <clears throat> there it is. No. Um, a, robot, a robot called Jason called in to the rescue of lost science equipment. Called into the rescue of lost scientific equipment. Mm -hmm. Jason. Jason. Uh, its name wasn't Jason. False. You're saying you're saying it's false. No, yeah. this is this is a true headline. It's a true uh, headline. Yeah. Was it it's, called Jason? His name was called Jason. Yes. You don't have to take a. Sh okay. <laughs> I thought I lost. No, but it's my headline. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's how this works. Yeah, All you right. got it. You got it. Yeah, tell me more. Robots. Um, so the GNS Science, which is like New Zealand's Crown Research Institute for Earth Sciences, they made a but call out to the public ages ago being like, we lost five important earthquake recording instruments. They're like down at the bottom of the East Coast or something, and we need your help to find them. And then the people were like, we haven't. 
And they were like, oh, shit. Okay, that didn't work. So we are now going to ask Columbia University, because this was like a partnership thing, right? Holy moly. Uh, yeah, for their underwater they robot called Jason. Oh. And so Jason has just arrived in New Zealand, and Jason is ready to go deep sea diving. You go, Jason. You yeah. go deep. Fuck yeah, Jason. You go deep. So here's my next one. And I promised that my first headline was the most dry. Okay. Two pandas at a Hong Kong zoo finally mated during the coronavirus closure. This is true. Yeah. This is I true. I don't know. That's the game. No, no, this oh, is true. Oh, you're just saying it's true? Oh, I read, okay. I read um, about this. I am. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, yes. I did. Yes, it's yes. true. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> not even to, not even when researching for this. No, this is just like, yeah. I'm just really into pandas. Last last episode. I'm you, cutting me, that out. Last episode, you, me, and Helen last episode, we spent like five minutes talking about pandas for no reason. I don't know if that's you true. This, no, yeah, that's true. I might have cut it out. But yeah, no, about panda chat. So I figured panda chat. continuing the panda chat. I mean, it, I, they obviously ran out of everything on like Netflix. They signed up for Amazon Prime. That free trial, there's nothing on that. So. Nature. I had to do something, you know. Nature is healing itself. Even if that's each other. Maybe we're the problem. Cool beans. Maybe we're, <laughs> we're undoubtedly the problem. We're a lot of the problem. We figured also, that out. You, you, you don't have to take the shot, by the way, because you oh, okay. took on the, you can, I'm not going to stop you, but in the game of the room. That's fine. The I rules, other softer have. drinks away. Uh, what's your next Henry, Henry headline? What's your next Henry? My next Henry headline is that <laughs> scientists have discovered an increase in Dugon relationships in the last two months. How do we both get animal relations? Anyway, uh, in the last two months. Yeah. Hmm, no, false. Why do you say this? Uh, uh, Jugongs don't like to kiss and tell. <laughs> You're right, it's false. That's not the reason. Yes. It's just because I, I, I literally made it up on the spot. But <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And you're a liar. But that's rude. So I, I thought I'd go with the first one. Okay. Um, oh, here's my next one. Sex toy sales triple in New Zealand due to coronavirus lockdown. Is my chair really loud? I'm sorry. I just realized how it could be to the microphone. Um, audience, is my chair loud? Someone tell me if it is, in which case I'll just stop leaning back. Say it's really loud. <laughs> um, just not get off a chair. Uh, I feel like it's like more than batted. I think I think this is false because it's more than batted. I think it's right. like I think it's like quadrupled or like five tripled. So I could I could be I could be quite insulted here because I think that you know that my mother lives in New Zealand. But let's leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> the it is triple. It's triple. It is triple. Uh, Just triple. Yeah. Or tripled. Or whatever they'd say. Whatever you want to call it. It's cute little hobbit language. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> triple. Three times as many sex toys in New Zealand. That's not bad. Kiwis, getting That's it done. Bad. There you go. Getting yeah. it done. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Mini fridges found to freeze yogurt solid due to the existence of small freezer compartments. Oh, man. Yeah. Is this your study? <laughs> Yeah, and I published it, so now it's real, right? Like, it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the kind of thing you do. Uh, brr, um, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 
No, no, ah, no. Okay. They're not taking a shot. Not- <laughs> okay, all right. It's fine. What happens? Do you? I, neither no, one fine. of us do. It's okay. Good. We're, just, we're going all okay. right. Um, no, um, I just, I, I have a mini fridge in my room now because of the whole COVID thing. And yeah, I put a yogurt near the freezer compartment and it almost froze solid. So, so it is your study. So <laughs> I was right, technically, anyway. Technically, all right, here's yeah, my next one. Not- <laughs> I knew that it was going to be your study. That sounded so Henry. If I read that, I'd be like, I don't even need to see the author. I know who it is. Um, this is a headline. I'm serious. Well, well, you know, this, okay. this is the headline. This is the whole headline. Here Don't ask for any more. All okay. right. Here it is. Okay. What the heck is this long hypnotic stringy thing floating in the ocean? Um, it's the whole thing. No, yeah, no, I'm with you. You're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I just was expecting it to be a question. Uh, I hope it yeah, it's rhetorical. It. Yeah. So you don't need to answer it. No, I mean, you need to answer it in the show, but not that question. Because um, you probably don't know. I probably don't. I'm going to say it's true. And I'm going to say it's like a clickbait article, unless it's just something you just like thought of as a question. No, no, you're half right. You're half right. I'm half it, right. It is true. It, it is, is true. true. But okay. It's not clickbait. Yeah. It's this massive uh, thing that they spotted off the coast in Australia, which is, a collection of cloned organisms that have a little bit of variation in each one, but they're all tiny little marine life forms called siphonophores and they form these gigantic, this one was like 43 kilometers across, looked like a big, you know, UFO shaped structure. It was unbelievable. Anyway, go oh, and look yeah. it up. But if you want to look up the article, what you type in is what the heck is this long hypnotic stringy thing floating <laughs> in the ocean? The clickbait article, the clickbait article, uh, the I'm just going with it. The clickbait article <laughs> attached to this was, uh, you won't believe what this long hypnotic stringy thing has to say about eye bags. Doctors hate it. That was the other one. Wow, that's impressive. All right, cop one, Mitch. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Very nice. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, here we go. Space lettuce is out of this world good. Uh, True. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a real article. Yeah. Um, not that yeah. I've had any. No, no one has, except unless you've been to the International Space Station, I suppose. Because it's Very only expensive from it's understand. grown there. But a study that was published in March has proven that it's actually safe to eat and just as healthy as its earthly counterpart. They grow under LED lights and they do it with far less gravity between 33 to 56 days. And NASA's looking nice. at making it a food source for trips to Mars. And that's pretty good. We're going to need that. We're going to need a whole bunch of hydroponic stuff. All right, here's my next one. Ooh. Scientists have unearthed traces of an ancient rainforest in Antarctica. That was a pause. It's true. It's absolutely true. Why do you say that? I say that because my next headline was going to be roughly 90 million years ago, a rainforest grew from <laughs> the South Pole. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is what's that sound all over again. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is true. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. You wanna, do you want to say more about it or do you want me to say more about it? No, it's, it's almost like the climate changes. Change. You can say more about it if we both had the same headline. Yeah, we're, we're, we're both copper. We're both copper negative one then. We'll both take Cop, a shot. Copper negative one. Cop the yeah. L. Take the L. Cop the L. Take the L. Um, Cop yeah, the L. so they found this buried sediment from the seafloor of Western Antarctica under all this ice. And the bottom three meters of this 30 meter long core are traces of roots. What? 
So what? they think this belonged to the Cretaceous period, that there were temperatures from like 20 to 25 degrees maxes, 13 degree averages at the South Pole in Antarctica, which is insane. Um, that's enough for trees. Yeah, no, it also shows that there must have been heaps of atmospheric CO2, right? Because that's how it would have made uh, uh, But yeah, shows the importance of ice and analyzing our past. So cheers to ice. Yeah. Um, we're just, just in the chat, in the chat, mulliganflat.org.au is a great place to send a bit of cash. They do some amazing work. I know some people that work there. Uh, but yeah, absolutely wonderful to see that. So yes, if you do feel like spending a bit of your drinking money somewhere else, then mulligansflat.org.au. Help the betongs, help the echidnas, yeah, that's help it. the quolls, help this the other stuff. This isn't even sponsored. This is just Mitch already just like shouting out other people for some reason. It was in the chat. I think it's, yeah. it's nice. Like I'm, I'm happy to back the cause. <laughs> no, back no, the cause. Mulligans, are, mulligans are wonderful. I did a, did a video with them recently. Great it's people. going up soon. So you'll, you'll, you'll go see that. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. That? So yeah, mulligans, that's the time. Was that five each? That was five each, yeah. Great. So both of our last headlines were about Antarctica. The same thing about Antarctica, nonetheless. I know, I know. Brilliant. So at the end of that, I am sitting on negative three, and Mitch, you are sitting on negative four. Look at that. A close game so far. No one's run away with it. And if people are drinking negative at three, home, four. and they're like drinking whenever one of us drinks, then they're dead at this point. I can only see. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like... That's Maybe you should pick a side. Decide who you <laughs> think is going to like be kinder on your liver. Yeah, or worse, like, depending on what you're who, after. Who, who, you trust, who do you trust more, Mitch or less? Henry. Like, yeah. it's as easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Votes in the chat. Just, just leave an M or an H. Depending on who you're going with. And that's... We'll, we'll, because we'll check at the end how drunk you are. We'll come that's around we'll, individually and Zoom you. We'll knock, it out, we'll knock on your uh, doors. Because that, that's safe right now. <laughs> That's totally safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next segment is called. What's it called, Mitch? Right. It, it is called. Yes. The sound of si- the sounds of science. The, the sounds. Science. I can probably drop the jingle in there, but yeah, the, the sound sounds of science. science. Um. So, yep. Each contestant provides audio for the other people to listen to, and then it can be from any field of science or anything vaguely related. The others then have to try and guess what the sound is. So because this is such a tricky thing, if you get it, you get five points. And it's got to be decided whether you've got it or not by the person who played the sound. Yes. And Um, we can, I think we've just like kind of unofficially done this thing where we say that if it's close, they get an an, an amount of points from zero to five, depending on the closeness. Yeah. You can, you can award sort of between zero and five. Yeah. 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 Great. You can't, the, the golden rule, the categorical imperative of the sounds of science is you can't be a dick about it, as yeah. we've established. That's it. You can't okay. be a dick about, yeah. Can't be a dick about it. Yeah. Not about your sound, about rewarding point. Who goes first? Who's clockwise? Was it um, you first or me? Well, I'll, I'm the dick about it, so I guess I'll go first. <laughs> that makes <laughs> right. sense. Um, play your sound. <laughs> I will play my sound, Mitch. I'm listening. Hang on, let me just get it to the point I need to in this in this video. All right, here it is. The magic of really good speakers and microphones, I suppose, comes out now. Yeah, that'll do. What do you think, Mitch? What do you think that noise is? What was that sound of science? That's like 
my place this Thursday afternoon. No, um, <laughs> eat. I'm surprised you're not like already thrown to the audience, like your regular, your regular gang. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, I'll start. Uh, bird. Um, okay, you got to do more than that, or <laughs> you want to take your like potential and one stick point on bird. if you're no, like, yeah, generally I'll correct take, and caught. Take my pity point. Sounds like a uh, bird, bird, but not having a great time or having a very good time. Okay, that's my guess. Bird either having a very good time <laughs> or an entirely awful time. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you one point for the bird because it is oh, a cool. bird. But right. that's it because it's not like and it's not an extreme. It's not they're not having a great time or having the worst time ever. Um, it is just a group of king penguins doing vocalizations. Get out. Yeah, it's just like 30, 40 king penguins saying the words. Right. One could argue. Amazing. It's like an orgy, so they're having a good time. But I would not be the one to argue it. And because of that, you're just getting one point. That's fair. All right. Here we go. You're right. Audio quality through the roof. This through is the my roof. sound. Like I have literally no idea, and that maybe because I was waiting for something to happen. Like I, I thought originally thought that the was, sound was, that was on was just like waiting for something. Should I, should I replay it for you? you might, mainly the, the the doot noise that you can hear. There's a could, little like. Could you replay it? Because I, I don't think I heard the I'll doot replay. Noise. I'll replay it for everybody. All right, here we go. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hypothetical question. If I like started by saying this is an animal, would that get me one point in terms of like, get you hypothetical? In, if it wasn't animal. Point. Might get your point. Okay. Might get your point. Yeah. All right. I bet it's not that now. I bet now it's just something complete. I bet it's something engineering related. We're just pulling some engineering sheet on me because, uh, okay. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it is the sound of, and you can award as little points as you want for this, but I can't get more specific, unfortunately, an animal that has just been like shook in some way, let's say bumped or hit or slapped. You mean like, like figuratively or, or literally shook, like literally like, or like it doesn't figuratively have to be, like it's it just have to, discovered not, not its like parents. Like... <laughs> Not like shaken the literal thing, but just like there's been some sort of force that has like attacked them or just bumped them or something in some way. Oh. An animal that is reacting to something. Like animal, like like being an animal, obviously. And then like, like that's what you think is, okay. Something like just like, so yeah, an animal reacting to something. Mm. I will cop like a one point is the most I can take from this, I think, if, it, if I'm even close. Oh. I don't think I am. No, you know what? No, no points for you. No, no points, points for me because, and this is we need to stop doing this, Henry, because people will talk. Uh, it was a king penguin. What? <laughs> no. Underwater. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they did is they strapped a <laughs> GoPro and like a microphone to the back of a king penguin and uh, they followed it around all day and then reviewed the footage. But it turns out that when king penguins are underwater, and you know, you know me and my underwater noises. Of course, yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Um, oh, was it so a when they're fight? underwater, they make... No, it was a penguin vocalisation under the water. Yeah. When it's feeding, apparently that's what it does. It like gets excited or whatever. It's like me when you see like, uh, you know, Korean fried chicken, it's like, and just excited just and goes at it. Yeah. So that's, that's what the noise was. It was an underwater vocalisation of a king penguin feeding. I can't oh. believe this has happened. Double king penguin. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> If you had your money on, oh, here we go. Yep, collusion. We've been accused. Yeah, that's good. People will talk. No collusion. No obstruction. Yeah. We can barely organize the show, let alone collusion. So oh, yeah, like raise your hand if you prepared the notes for this in the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, great radio, by the way. Yeah, both hands went up. As both hands. <laughs> but I'm disappointed because nobody in the audience did like a little sarcastic hand. <laughs> You're on notice, audience. That's Figure it. it out. Yeah. If I look to the right, that's where I'm looking. I most of my time looking. <laughs> so, um, okay, before yeah. we go to the next segment, I have a proposal for you. And this bit can either be cut. Finally, or Henry, cut. this is how you do it? No. <sighs> um, no, I, I have a proposal for you. Uh, this, yeah, this bit can be cut or not cut, up to you. But what are your thoughts on taking one or two quick shots before we go into it? Just because... Normally, by the time we reach this main point, I'm definitely going to get another drink. We're going to have a break. Have a drink break for everybody. Not, I think they've been doing it anyway. All right, quick like, quick two minute drink break. Mishko yep. gets a beer. I sit here and stare awkwardly at the camera. And when and we'll we come back, we take two beer. shots. Do you, have, do you have something to shot? Yeah. Cool. And yeah, let's do that. All right, time. I'm going to read Great. your. I, I'm going to read your comments. Nice. What's everyone saying? Who's here, by the way? People are here. Hello, guys. Oh, Vikram's here. Hi, Vikram. Shout out to Vikram. What a guy. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, in response to Pat's thing about screen capping Mitch's frozen face for later memes, I already have a screen cap of that. Let me just show it to the camera. Here it is. There he is. There he is. There is Mitch's frozen face. I made a meme out of it, too. The whole meme is like... Lecturer, Henry, it's your turn to speak. What? Wait, are you there? And then it's just a photo of Misha's frozen face. It's a good time. Everyone's happy to be here. If you need to go to the bathroom or something, go do that right now. This is like a quick 60 second break for this stuff. I'm going to keep reading my notes that I totally prepared in the last week and not yesterday. Uh I don't know if that's Mitch or his wife doing that. <laughs> oh, it's Mitch! They trick you. I wasn't really? sure. If, I wasn't sure if it was you or Kiri. <laughs> the resemblance is uncanny. 
Did Kiri draw that for you or did you say you were going to get beer that no, just I drew your face it. on I a balloon? Play. No, it can do two things at once. <laughs> why, do you, why do you have a balloon, Mitchell? Corona. I was lonely. This is my Wilson. Mitchell, are you aware you have a wife? <laughs> what? Are you uh, aware yes. you have a wife? <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the gag. I didn't, I didn't like blow up the balloon special. It was one of my toddler's balloons. Has, has I thought your, about it. Has your toddler like experienced a balloon pop yet? Oh yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Does he hate it's it? Specialty. Yeah. Um, he's not a fan. Okay. But he gets over it fairly quick. Doesn't but the thing is, if, if, if you like train him up early, right, to like be okay with this, he's going to be like 12. Some kid's going to pop a balloon for some reason in year six. And he's gonna not react. I'm just gonna think he's a fucking god. Yeah, yeah. It's it's looking like that's where it's going. To be honest, you know, he's doing pretty well. Um, how's the chat? Oh, look at this chat. Where his wife balloon and toddler balloon. Fair enough. That's fair enough. And Mitch balloon. Um, I don't even have the marker here. It's a good idea for the next show. <laughs> uh. Nice. So Henry actually prepared his notes quite a bit in advance today. That's good. Oh, that's, more, that, that's more than usual. Yeah, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't... We can, we can absolutely do that. I haven't... Um, Patrick? What are we doing for Pat? Uh, <laughs> we're doing Twitch-style call-outs. We can say, like, we'd be like, cool people doing the, you know, if I'm, like, playing games. No, or call, calling, yeah, well, like, shout out Pat. Like, yeah, shout Pat, out yeah, Pat. chat. Yeah, Ash in the chat. Pat, Yeah. Shout out to Pat. He's got a cool hat, but when he wears it, he looks like a. Hmm. Hmm. What rhymes with wears it? Hmm. You are on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving this in. No, I'm done. I'm calling it. <laughs> okay, cool. Is that break time over? <clears throat> Our break time is over, and you are going to. Break time is to. You're finished. You were going to get so shocked by this. Oh, I should take a shot with you, shouldn't I? You're going to get so shocked by this main main story, by the way. Mish doesn't know what my main story is. I kind of know what his is, just as a general thing. He doesn't really know what mine is. This will be fun. It's true. Because there's no collusion. No collusion. No obstruction. Hmm. Also, if anyone gets like bored of hearing me or Mitch speak for like three to five minutes in this next half an hour, go and just give us a quick, sneaky, like five star review somewhere. Maybe like iTunes, Spotify. I don't care. Just go do that. I thought you were going to say unmute your mic so we can hear your love. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Henry's just like, plug the show. (laughs) Five stars, please. You should tell us about the Mulligans thing. I want to know about that because they're they're great um, people. So, do a thing. Yeah, I did a fun video with Ranger Andy. Uh, a few days ago. Ranger Andy. Yeah, he's listening right now. And that's going to go up sometime next week, I think. We're looking at how to do uh, this digi- this thing called Digivol. It's like a citizen scientist, uh, what like, uh, pro- uh, not product, platform to like analyze videos and stuff of wildlife. It's pretty cool. Yeah, go check out Digivol if you want to. This bit isn't going to be in the actual that. video. Um, <laughs> D-I-G-I-V-O-L. Like Digi volunteer, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Digivol, like the small mammal 
Underground? Not, no. Did not you quite. Um, That's a different website. <laughs> <laughs> Do right, you like I, burrows? I have poured my <laughs> sheep Murphy's <laughs> wine. It is a Shiraz. And are you ready? I'm ready. Born ready. All right. <clears throat> Clockwise, remember? Yeah, just squeaky chair getting out of the way. Um, all right. Five. All right, next segment. The main one, the big boy. Science under the influence. I'm describing this, aren't I? Holy shit, I like blacked out for a second yeah. being like, Mitch, so, you've done go this ahead, before. it's all you. You've done um, this before. All right, each one of us- No, no, no. <laughs> what? I'm happy to do it. No, no, I got it, I got it. It was your one. I got yeah, it. it's your I one. It. Good. Yeah, I got Let's it. Let's go. Each one of Zoom us- Zoom meetings are so awkward. Right. Each one of us, Mitch and I have prepared a story from the last month in science. And we are going to go into good detail about the story for a maximum of five minutes. After hearing it, the other person listening will decide if what the story said made sense. If it did make sense, the person telling the story gets one point. The person then gets to ask, see this with a guest, both the guest and the other person and, and the other co-host gets to ask a question each. But because we're just a one-on-one situation Alone. here, I will right. allow Mitch yep. to ask two questions. And with each question, if Mitch believes that the answer is satisfactory enough, uh, the person, yeah, I, I, I get a bonus point for each question. So they get like a question a question. Yeah, three, three points maximum from this segment, which is quite right. insane if we think about it, because it's our main segment, but don't worry about it. Let's go with it. And going into the segment, uh, we are tied. I am on negative three and Mitch is on negative three. We are going Ooh. well. We're not going well. This is good. Mitch, do you want to start or should I? Uh, I can start if you want. Okay, go ahead. I am going to so, put a, I'm going to turn my phone on and just put the timer in front of the camera. So that's all you can see. Oh, uh, cool. Nice. Yes. Go. Alrighty. So plastic. Oh, you just tell me when? Okay. Plastic. Was that when? Yeah, that was when. Oh, I'm going. Okay. So plastic, right. <clears throat> To be specific, uh, mm-hmm. polyethylene tetraethylate, PET to its friends, of course, is, its friends. is an issue. And it's an issue in more than one way. So PET, uh, difficult to break down. And even if you do pop it in the appropriate bin and put it out on the appropriate day, it goes away and is then recycled. But only about 30% of it makes it all the way through the process. And at the other end, it gets turned into, you know, recycled carpet and other boring stuff and, you know, those might end up being incinerated anyway, sort of lower quality plastic products. You recycle your PET, it's black, it's gray. It's not the same kind of shiny, you know, clear drinks bottle material that you had to begin with. So a lot of people, you know, they want to help the environment, but they want clear bottles. They want clear bottles. So problem, 30%. But what if I told you, what if I told you, you could raise that to 90%. I would say recycling Mitch, potential for PET. What? You're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Tell me more. Exactly. To recycle 90% of the PET that we currently are just throwing away, appropriate bin or no. And I say, how? I hear you say, how? How can this be done, you madman? We've been trying for so long. Plastics recycling is a big headache. Well, I say to you, bacteria. More specifically, I say to you, enzymes. Even more specifically, I say to you, leaf branch compost cutinase. 
So this oh, was a okay. wild type enzyme that was discovered in a compost heap by somebody from Osaka University. And what they figured out is that this enzyme can break the bond between the phthalate and the ethylene glycol, so the ethyl bit. And that breaks down effectively the two major parts of PET. So it can break down the plastic PET into its two constituent parts that can then go on to be reused to make new PET. That's your clear, fantastic drink bottle things. And the way that they did this, they didn't just get the wild type enzyme. No good. No, because it breaks down after about 10 hours of operating, you know, getting through bit after bit of PET. It takes you quite a while. And it also denatures. So enzymes are proteins and proteins will denature at a certain temperature. Proteins are biological molecules. If you think of like an atom, you wang enough of those together and you've got a molecule and you wang those together much much more complex and you end up with a protein and an enzyme. It's all folded up. What they did is they looked at the structure of LCC. So that's our, uh, you know, cutinase, leaf branch compost cutinase. And they took the structure of that, plugged it into a gigantic computer. And this is somebody else at a company called Carbios, sustainable plastics company. They analyzed its structure. Then they punched it through a computational algorithm that found the best sort of most optimum structure for its stability. And then they came out with an enzyme that was 10,000 times more efficient at breaking down PET. And it can do it at temperatures close to 72 degrees in the centigrade. And if you take that substrate and make it into new plastics, they are just as clear and just as reliable as the ones that you fed in. So what they're currently trying to do, this is a bloke at uh, Carbios. What do we got? Elaine Marty. Um, shout out to Elaine. Another researcher there. Yep, shout out to Elaine. Well done. Somebody else called McGeehan. Who are they? Anyway, doesn't matter. So they're trying to upscale this process so that you can end up with a plant that can recycle hundreds of tons of PET per year. So unfortunately, though, the enzyme can't recycle other types of plastics like polystyrene, your sort of white boxes, and polyethylene, which is another kind of plastic. But it's a step in the right direction. So enzymes, amazing biological molecules, might do some of their heavy lifting to get us out of the recycling crisis. Or we could just get comfortable with the fact that recycled plastic might look a bit different. But hey, I'm not a wizard. I mean, a scientist. Nice. Very solid. I am giving you, I'm giving you a point for that making sense. That was, that's really cool. The thing they're doing. That's really cool. It's great. Yeah. It's really awesome. It's fantastic. Um, my question now, can you, can you finish like this, 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 um, title you gave it, the, the leaf branch, uh, leaf compost. Hang on. Yeah, leaf branch compost cutinase. Leaf branch compost cutinase. You said that the person who came up with this was from the, did you say Osaka or just the, the Osaka Museum? Osaka that, University. That, that, that's not my question, by the way. That's, that's just me getting facts. Um, no, Osaka, Osaka University. Osaka yeah. University. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How? What do you mean how? How did they, how did they discover this? Oh, so scientists for a long time have been searching for enzymes that will break down plastics. Because mm-hmm. one of the things with plastics is no matter how much you think you've thrown it away or you've buried it or you've recycled it or whatever, plastics are incredibly difficult to break down. And naturally, they are virtually indestructible. If you just throw it in the ocean because you're, a, you know, 
terrible human being or if you dig a big hole in your backyard and bury it, it's not going to break down or it won't break down for a very long time. Even just regular plastic bags, the single use stuff we used to get back in the old days would take about a thousand <laughs> years at least, which is longer than I've got. Yeah. <laughs> so fix it. And scientists, great people that a lot of them are, have been trying to fix it for a while and looking for stuff. And enzymes are great candidates. No, they're that. like little biological machines that take one molecule and turn it into something else. Or no, that's awesome. I'll give you that. Um, and one more. Um, I don't think it's, yeah, let's see. Uh, soft plastics. Oh, this is a great question because it like encourages people who listen to do the thing. Soft plastics. Mm-hmm. What's the yeah. easiest way to recycle a soft plastic? What's the best place to go to leave your soft plastics, Mitch? There's a bin out the front. Of, well, don't leave your house for now and for a while until you're allowed to leave your house again. So just keep storing up your soft plastic. Maybe Dude. make a friend for yourself. Maybe make some sort of friend just to keep you company on the dark winter evening. Half a point and then for friendship. <laughs> what you can do is take all of those soft plastics down to a replast bin. So they're out the front of all supermarkets in Australia. If you're listening internationally, I'm sorry, we're not all like this. <laughs> and you can probably take them and recycle them somewhere else as well. And they get turned into like park benches and road base and they should be turned into a whole bunch more shit, but people are very precious about how their plastic looks. Nice. I'll give you that. Rant over. Mitch, you've broken even. You're on zero points. Congratulations. Are you you ready for mine? Thank you. The chat is applauding for the record. Pardon? Yeah. Are you ready for mine? I'm not sure if I'm ever ready. (laughs) All right, let's do it. I'm going to start the timer and I guarantee you this will not be more than five minutes because yeah, it's not, it's not like a five minute story, but it, it deserves its recognition. So okay. I will press start right now. <laughs> <laughs> the world is in an interesting place. Everyone's a little bit concerned. Everyone's a little bit afraid. I want everyone listening right now to just take that fear and concern put it in front of them, hear me say this next sentence and think everything's gonna be okay. Scientists have created a smart toilet that recognizes your butt. Scientists have created a smart toilet that recognizes your butt. Where did this happen? Stanford <laughs> University is where this That's happened. That's amazing. Full props to Stanford radiologist Sanjeev Gambier and his lab team. Sanjeev states that this idea of his has come, like, has dated, like, 15 years ago. Like, for the last 15 years, he's been like, I want a smart toilet. And everyone's kind of been like, That's cool, but kind of funny. And he's gone, Well, you know what? I am now a scientist at Stanford, so this is happening. Study published on the 6th of April in Nature Biomedical Engineering. This toilet analyzes urine and feces and it monitors for abnormality. Sorry, for abnormal. Ah, shit, for abnormality. Oh, I can't say Abnormalities. Abnormalities. Thank you, Mitch. That could signal uh, certain diseases, infection, or even potential cancers. So <laughs> here, here we go. You ready? The toilet scans not just your fingerprint, but also. Your anal print. Look at that. A photo of your butt is essentially taken the moment you sit in the toilet. And they use it as a tool to match users to their data. 
Um, no one else will see the scans if you're concerned about your butt getting taken, essentially. <laughs> uh, and the smart toilet itself is just this assortment of different gadgets that researchers have. Like, they, they attach, it's kind of like a bidet. A bidets are like the, the seating part of a toilet. They have a smart toilet in the form of like a bidet-shaped like thing, which then goes on a regular toilet, and you do your business on the toilet. And this bidet apparatus has just all these different gadgets attached to it, and they do uh, different things. They record different metrics. Uh, it's the same. It's the same shape as a regular sitting toilet. So you can just put one on quite easily. And these measurements they can help indicate illnesses like chronic constipation or even irritable bowel syndrome. Now, the toilet, it can currently test up to like 10 different factors. It deploys these, and this is what they call them. It's these dipstick tests which measure white cell blood content, et cetera, et cetera. But they call them <laughs> urinalysis strips, right? Because urine, because it's a funny word. And they have personalized data, which are uh, data collection, and it allows patients to monitor their health if they have any sort of long-term um, diagnoses like uh, prostate cancer, et cetera, et cetera. There is also a fingerprint scanner, which accompanies uh, the anal print scanner to make sure like, they match up with the person and the butt, I suppose. But the toilet has Wi-Fi. It automatically sends its data to a cloud-based storage system. Mitch is shaking his head in disapproval. I'm loving this. It uses algorithms to identify abnormalities uh, in the fecal matter and in the urine splice. And all the data is really secure. They've made sure it's secure data. It's the identified data when it's uploaded to the cloud. And it's in accordance with the Health Insurance uh, Portability and Accountability Act. So you know it's important and working. Now, the device isn't perfect yet. Its results aren't accurate enough for daily use and it's too cost prohibitive for commercialization presently, but it's certainly a consistent data source. And Gambia's team is very much making it better. So either way, it's good to know that in this trying time, people of the world are continually trying to sort our shit out. Four <laughs> minutes, 15 seconds. Let's go. You oh, a question, that's Mitch? fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm forgetting through that story. Did that make sense? Oh, yes. Great. Uh, so you've got a point. You've got you. a point out of the gate. Thank you. Um, this is a shitty invention. <laughs> I really think that like science is just going down the drain. Anyway, um, first question. Yes. Does it lock if you sit on it the wrong way and your anal print is off like with your thumb on your phone and it won't let you in? Is that? So there is a strong a sideways. Or do you need to calibrate it and you give it like both cheeks <laughs> in several places? over time and then you're going to do the other one <laughs> from the reports okay. 100% it's at 100% alright now it knows <laughs> from the reports it scans quite quickly and I think unless you're like entirely off right it won't recognize you as the same toilet. person yeah off the toilet you won't recognize you as the same person but it um, yeah. it, it will just set up a different account for you. Um, I'm just also, saying because if I spent this much money on a toilet I don't want other people using it oh of course also um the, uh, the, the the website who reported this, who I got it from, uh, was actually the, the Smithsonian. And they've quoted a lot of different scientific like links and journals. This is like a whole real thing. My favorite part about this is one of the gadgets, which allows for like, if you're, if you're a dude peeing from like, and not sitting down, because it's got this dual high-speed camera, which measures um, 
uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's this Euroflow, which is combined yeah, with yeah, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's a predictor of prostate cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah, it looks at how yeah, fast you strength. pee, how much you pee, whether like how, how the strength of your pee. It measures that, and yeah. It, 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 yeah, and it like reports back on that too. It's a whole thing. The old pee flow, amazing. The old pee. So, serious question for the second one. Not, Did you enjoy I'm not the in your toilet with your butt. <laughs> um, is was there any mention, or are they hoping to get it to the point where it can provide any information on bowel cancer? Because one of the hardest things with that is that it's uh, disproportionately, obviously, affecting older people. Sure. And it's quite awkward to put a stick in your poo and then send it in the mail. So if there was an alternative to that for people, yeah. Um, even if it's like some $15,000 super toilet. Sure. So yeah. you can only, I, I must, I can assume that they're trying to get this out there as fast as they can commercially as well. But to go more into that, from what I read, this smart toilet has like all these different components. It's got pressure and motion sensors. So it makes sure it tests, like it, it keeps track of how long you've sat in the toilet for. Uh, to, to like test other things like constipation, the the urinary strip I mentioned. How, how much you look at your phone? Sorry, that's it. It's, it's, it's we're it's, all thinking it. We're all thinking it. Yeah. It's got an anus camera. It's got anal a camera. stool camera, right? So stool no, 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 not anal. It looks. It, it, it's a camera pointing anus. at your anus. Sorry, it's right a camera anus, pointing yeah. at your anus. We've got an anus camera. We've got a stool camera, which looks at your, which looks at your stools. stool. And it's also got quite a few other things like the. It's got a Bristol stool form scale in there which like essentially bristol stool at, chart yeah literally yeah it, it measures compares it gives you a readout compares compares your shit essentially and yeah and, and the wi-fi That's a fun- so you can only assess- wi-fi compatibility has got me like whoever hacks that <laughs> is in for a shitty time <laughs> and yeah so cool. they've got they've got a lot of different things to help analyze how you and what you're shitting and so you can only assume, but, and they've mentioned that they're looking at different cancers. So you can only assume that bowel okay. cancer is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that should, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I that. think you've broken even too. Thank you. I have also broken even. We're both on zero points. What a great yeah, yeah. No yeah. score draw at this point. No score. Holy moly. Holy. You imagine. <laughs> Holy moly. I and just I'm just, here you go. I'm just sharing my screen. I'm just sharing the Bristol stool chart for everybody. Oh, that's smart. Um, Look at that. This is very important. Oh, also, I hope no one's eating right now. If anyone's having like pizza right now, I am so sorry. Yeah, no, you're um, fine. I, Patrick's eating. That looks like, what are you eating, Patrick? Looks like a type one <laughs> on the stool chart. Uh, so separate hard lumps. That's severe constipation, Patrick. So that's sorry, good. Pat. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I think usually... I mean, you can you can all read and take it, it but uh, also hopefully I think hopefully you're all type four, nice smooth sausages. That's it, soft also, sausages. I, I I think we'll spoil it here. I think I think we'll make it official here, Mitch. Uh, you were just you were just talking to Patrick. Patrick is going to be the next guest on our show in this COVID. It's true. Uh, time of thing. So Patrick, we're looking forward to having you. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Patrick is an, an active, wonderful scientist doing some great work. Uh, yeah. He looks at space. And that's uh, much space that's cooler look than looking at shit, depending on who you ask, <laughs> right? So that is, yeah, depending on who you ask. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So looking forward to having you soon, Pat. Yeah. Um, it'll be a great time. Um, Very hey, much so. Look at that. We, uh, we've broken even, Mitch. This is great. We're both yeah, sitting on fantastic. 
Going into the final stretch, the, final the home stretch. stretch. Yeah. Do you explain this one or do I? You, you do. explain this one. No, no, you do. Oh, okay. Oh, so, here, so here's the thing real quick. Sorry. Um, nah. My brother listened to this to our show yesterday. He's uh, 10 years older than me and he's, he's a physio in Melbourne. Uh, according to him, and this may be true, I just talk too much. So I want to make sure that like you explain, oh. I want to make sure you explain the things you do. Because we are co-hosting this. You are my podcast partner. And podcast partner. I want to make sure it's like quite 50-50 with that. So it's you, Mitch. <laughs> Say the words. Okay. Tell we don't want to end up with a Bristol stool situation. Can't have the Bristol stool situation. <laughs> so uh, last, last round for tonight. Last round. Thank you again to everybody for joining us. It's been very beautiful. Oh, it's been so nice fun. Nice cozy experience for us. Definitely. So silize. Sci lies. For fans of the show, this is the part where each contestant has prepared a story from any time in scientific history. And it can be true or absolutely false. And we've got to summarize it this time in 30 seconds. Yeah. After the summary, the other contestant must evaluate the story's authenticity and they are asked to ask. ask, They're asked to ask ask. not one, but two questions. Yeah. And uh, the person who provided the story can then answer those questions. But they've got to answer as honestly and as genuinely as they can. Even if they're making it up, they've got to say, I honestly don't know. Yeah. So two points if the contestant guesses the authenticity of the story correctly. And two points to the storyteller if the contestants guess poorly. Absolutely right. And then we do that. We both do that. And then everyone gets to go home. Or we might have a bit of a chat. That's it, because originally... Uh, uh, go uh, home. What a prick. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> the way the first few episodes have gone officially, we've done this where they just say one sentence to describe the whole thing. But originally, yep. we had a chatter of it being like an actual mini story. I want to see how this goes, because if this goes well, I might we might just commit to the mini story. You know, I, I think it could be a good thing, because there's just more questions to ask, et cetera, et Sure, et fair. Yep, cool. But, um, All right. Yeah, and oh, what's it like, what, two... Two points or something was two, two points. That's what's on the line. Yep. Okay. Did you want to present your 30 second story first or should I? I went first last time. Okay. I'll go. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. Mitchell and audience, you sexy people prepare yourselves. This is my 30 second story. 2,000 ducks keep a South African vineyard running. It is part of the vineyard's attempts at ecological pest control, biodiversity, and sustainability. It started with chickens, but they were not efficient enough. The ducks take part in, uh, in daily duck parades at 10.30 a.m., and geese act as their bodyguards. They have dedicated full-time carers and annual leave. When they retire, they live their lives on a nearby island and die of old age. This has been happening since the 1980s. Ooh. You have two questions to ask, Mitch. I do have and no- two. Normally he'd have one, but since the guest isn't here, he's taking the guests two. What do you got? Right, question one. Yeah. What are the geese protecting them from? Okay, you want, you want to ask the answer right now? That's or you want to ask both questions so I can think about this for a bit longer? <laughs> well, you're, you're already playing for time, so this could be a lie, a giant lie, but ducks are excellent at pest control. And so you know that is, I would is, know that. Is that your first question? Get out of my head, Henry. No, um... So the geese. So question one: What are the geese protecting them for? Question two: What kind of grapes are they growing? Okay, so the geese 
act as the duck's bodyguards because the ducks have no defense mechanism and are spooked easily. So the geese, when, say, a mongoose or an owl approaches, would hurriedly rush towards said owl or mongoose, screaming real loud to make the geese go away. Second question, what kind of grapes are they producing? <laughs> Great question, because I just want to add in here real quick as part of this backstory. Um, the, the, the ducks have dedicated full-time uh, carers and stuff, but they also have annual leave, so they don't actually eat the juicy grapes when they come out in season. Um, but the grapes they kind of make, well, this uh, vineyard, they're mostly well known for their premium red wines. We're talking Shirazes. We're talking like kind of like this, this, thing, this thing over here. And they also do make their rosé sometimes, and they also do make some other things, but mostly premium red wines. Those are your two answers. So it's wrong. <laughs> I, th I think your story is false because uh, there are no owls in the daytime, and <laughs> that, that, that that's one one hole I've managed to pick, like a savage duck in the wet paper bag that is your story. Um, and the other one is ducks getting annual leave. Like, fuck off! Ducks aren't unionized. There's no like duck duck industrial relations body. It's looking after duck. Nah, it's so, bullshit. Wait, so, uh, but, and, also, and also, the thought of a duck being afraid of it, pretty much anything. If this is true, right, because okay. I still remember the Da Vinci bird shenaniganizing from previous episodes. <laughs> Morning duck parade with geese. That's where you kind of dropped off. But before that, like duck pest control, I mean, it sounds like a very kind of French thing, you know, that vineyard's going. And premium reds. I don't think reds are like that hot climate. Something tells me. So, yeah, it's you think, bullshit. You think it's false? Answer. Well, I that do. is an absolute shame because this is a completely true story. You want to hear more about this story, Mitch? <laughs> Let me tell you more oh, about these no. 2,000 fucking ducks that act on fucking... 2,000. Okay. Oh, so, I'm so, so embarrassed. I, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Um, it's a South African vineyard. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. It's just outside Cape Town. So I'm sorry in advance, but it's called the Vegan Noglo Wine Estate. And they've okay. been doing this since the 80s. Can you spell it? Yeah, of course I can spell it for you. Uh, okay, v that isn't a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but do you, want, do you want me to spell it? No, no, no. no B. Yeah. Okay. V. V. V-E-R-G-E-N-O-E-G-D space L-O-Y. Excuse me. Okay. Now, speaking of the biodiversity and pest control, yeah, ducks, they eat snails, they eat mosquitoes, they eat larvae, and they also leave their dung as fertilizer, so very sustainable. Um, and you, when, when you mentioned the, uh, what was it? Um, you mentioned it, uh, ducks being uh, leave, was that it? Was it the thing you were skeptical leave. about? Yeah, the ducks have full-time carers. They yeah, I was skeptical leave. about ducks having annual leave. I just want to point out that that sounds... <laughs> A bit. Here's the thing. The anyway. ducks have a daily routine. They wake up at 7 a.m. They then march to work at 10.30 and they're home by 4. These ducks are fucking living the life. They have dedicated full-time carers. And the best part is this. When they retire, because, like, they go on parade every day. Even when they're on leave, they still decide to go on parade. When they retire, they get left on the nearby island and they just stay there until they die of old age. 
This is a oh real thing. Everyone's oh real happy. God. And when one of the owners were asked, do you say, put the ducks in your restaurant menu? The owner replied verbatim, no, that would be like eating my colleague. This is a real story. That's guys. two points. That's two points. I shared my screen because that's the wonder of Zoom and it showed people the duck parade and I'm looking at it myself and I still... It's amazing. <sighs> it's amazing. Duck and marvellous. Marvelous. That's it. Duck and marvellous. Yeah. So my, uh, my story... Now, this is, again, we're going to be accused of collusion because my story oh, no, also comes off. from... <laughs> comes from South Africa. Okay, that's, and, right. that's okay. But no, my story is about ish about. Uh, is this Canadian? What is it? <laughs> no, it's German. <laughs> Shut up, Henry. Um, is about uh, lizard. Lizard. I lizard. Um, lizard. A, a new lizard. A newly oh. discovered lizard. Okay. Uh, called Smaug. Okay. That's not the whole name, though. No, it's 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 um. Uh, Smaug Swazicus. There you go. Um, so Smaug's that's it. Okay, yep. No, no, no. I said give us 30 seconds. Tell us more. Okay, all right. Uh, so Smaug Swazicus, um, and discovered in mountainous regions in South Africa. Pretty shy little lizard. Uh, only recently discovered they were confusing it for another one. Also in the Smaug <laughs> uh, genus. <laughs> yeah, genus. That's that is? Is that your 30 seconds? Yeah, that's it. What? Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Compared to my 30 seconds, you just took longer to say two sentences. Yeah, it's called effective communication, Duckman. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. First question. How was this? No, sorry. So this isn't actually one of my questions. This is just me clarifying something. What was the name of the first lizard or the lizard that was found? Smaug. Smaug what? Swazicus. Thank you. Was Smaug's, how was Swog Smaugzicus discovered? That was my first question. <laughs> Swog Smaugzicus discovered. Um, so scientists were actually looking for another kind of lizard, but they found this one instead. Oh, literally what you just said. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I thought maybe like the discovery story was a little bit different to just the fact that it like is kind of like a different lizard. Um, no, no, yeah. They were okay. in the um, mountains. Okay. South Africa. Can you describe Smaug Smasicus in physical appearance? 13 inches long, 10 to 13. Okay. And uh, yellow that's at least, bands. That's at least two subways, like fucking. And armored plates. Armored plates. Yep. What was, the, what was the thing you said when I was making a joke about subway sandwiches? Um, so it's it's uh, yellow bands. Yellow bands. Okay. Armored plates. Yeah, ten to thirteen inches. This sounds like some utter bullshit, <laughs> Mitch. Um, this sounds like some. This sounds like me going. Oh, by the way, Mitch, we're doing thirty seconds tonight rather than one sentence. You you read the memo right, and you going, yeah, I read the memo. Yes, and, I read the memo. And then you haven't drag out thirty seconds. I I'm gonna say this is totally false. I'm very glad about that, Henry. No. 
<laughs> Mitch, no! Because it's absolutely true. Yes! Uh, Fuck your ducks! No, it's true. <laughs> so, Smaug Swazikus was mistaken for another lizard in the Smaug genus. Love it. Scientists are the biggest nerds in the world. You fell right into my trap. Right into my rocky crevice in the Drakensberg Mountains, which is actually where it's from. Drakensberg in South Africa, meaning from the German, Dragon's Mountains. Wow. And amazing. So, Smaug Barbertonensis was the actual lizard that they were looking for, but they didn't know heavily played a dark brown lizard with pale yellow bands has now been named Smaug Swazicus. So this thing, and I quote from the lead researcher, a guy named, let's just call him Stanley. That's let's just call name. him Stanley. Florida Museum let's Director, Digital Discovery, Dissemination, whatever. They're just little tanks. They hide in rock cracks and put up a lot of their energy into simply being spiky and ineditable. Fucking amazing. So yeah, Smaug, <laughs> Spazicus. And Smaug, I hear you ask, why is the genus named Smaug? What an excellent reference to the Hobbit. I agree, I say. And it's also because it's the German term Smulgan, which means to squeeze through a hole. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Wait, so are you saying that like, and this is one of my questions because you've got the points already. If someone mm. were to attempt to eat this thing, they would just stop because they a couldn't? <laughs> have a bad time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have a real bad time. It'd be like trying to eat a, uh, uh, like a toilet brush. So like, wait, so this lizard. Yeah, it'd be like, awful. This Smaug lizard, this yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch Smaug lizard yeah. would be living its whole life being like, I bet if you tried eating me. Being staunch as. I wouldn't be. Yeah. Just being a total unit. Just being. So like. One yeah. day, some One day. fucker is going to come try to eat this thing. It's going to be your duck like, comes near my lizard. It's going to be like, hey, take me. Take my fucking, like, smout body. And then it's actually going to eat it. I was and- also wrong. Drakensberg <laughs> is not German as a term. It's Afrikaans. Of it course, still means dragon mountains, yes, which South is Africa, dope. Right? Call your mountains dragon mountains, and then <laughs> you find dragons there. Incredible. That's what we should just do. We should just start naming all mountains after dragons and eventually... Yeah. Yeah. That other mythical creature will become existent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've already named my backyard Hippogriff Alley, so just (laughs) a matter of time now. They go out there and be like, oh, pork beak. I probably can't say that. I got under (laughs) copyright. Yeah. No, you fell right into my rocky crevice. fell right into Ah. your rocky crevice, bitch. Now the trick is to just appear foolish and then Henry will <laughs> be convinced. There he is. And at the end of that, well, in like a nice show <laughs> no of <points>. global unity, <laughs> we end this podcast tied. We end this episode tied on positive two points each. And Ooh. that is just as many points as fucks I give about you, Mitch. So that's like... <laughs> <laughs> all both of them. <laughs> all, all two of them. <laughs> and that's really uh, good. Um, I, I want to thank... We our, should check the chat before we go. Oh, yeah, let's check the chat. fantastic. Because I, 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 I was going to thank them before that. But while this Definitely, is happening... No, I'm... I'm Thank you so much to our audience who's tuned in. Who shared this oh, with definitely. us. This experience. We weren't sure it was going to work. Some might say it didn't work. But we thank you all the same. Hey. It was really incredibly fun. understanding. Thank you all for being and beautiful for to boot. You know, seeing all your lovely faces there, yeah. waving and clapping away. 
If anyone is listening to this after the live podcast and we're still in the COVID era, please stay home. We're doing really well right now. He says mm-hmm. as a predictive like sentence, but we'll see how this goes. Um, stay yeah. home. We flatten that curve like flatten an aggressive bodyguard geese. Um, Goose. <laughs> look after each other. Um, hey, as like an Asian man, let's like stop the casual racism, maybe just for this time being, as a, a, a as a general statement. Um, but also, look after yourselves. Uh, my name has been Henry. My co-host, as always, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Science on the Influence. The next time you hear us, we'll be joined by our, our good friend Patrick, and we'll see you all very soon. Love you. Stay home. Love you all. Stay home. We did it! One episode down. Let's fucking, let's celebrate. Let's drink some alcohol, Mitch. Fuck yeah. Thanks, <laughs> friends. Hey, that was good. That was, Thank you me, so much. Let me see all of you. How can I do that? Here we so go. Lovely. You, you click the one that looks like a little grid. Patrick, oh, look at that. Me. Hey, guys. That's <laughs> I've only just started looking at all of you, so... <laughs> I'm gonna go get another drink and then we come back. I mean, what Mitch, you can just leave. We're done. He's he's gone. Um, <laughs> feel free to unmute yourselves. We're done. I'm gonna stop recording at this point. Um, <laughs>